You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, it's Sparky Piper, 12.50 a.m. The Fan in a new location. Normally, uh, broadcasting out of the 12.50 studios for the first time ever, broadcasting out of my basement. And I feel like Nathan's bedroom, or not his bedroom, but somebody's bedroom in his house still looks better than my brick wall basement that I'm broadcasting from on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. He has a Fear the Deer thing. I have a Clay Matthews canvas. Uh, so I like my Clay Matthews canvas, but it's not comparable to your Fear the Deer thing, Nathan Marzia. No, you gotta get you gotta get the Bucks thing in the background there. I mean, I love I love the Packers, love Clay Matthews. Yeah. Great Packers, great Packers win yesterday to start the season. Yeah. But hey, it's always Bucks season, you know. Jordan Love, man. Woo! Bears fans not happy. Listening to six seventy to score today, just crying, host crying, just uh, just not not a good day uh, at all. All right, uh, let's uh, talk first about the Adrian Griffin uh, comments to the media uh, in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel today. Uh, and th- this was by Jim Orzowski, uh, who, uh, again, put some of the comments in here. Uh, and the question was to Griffin, what are your thoughts on Giannis's comments? Of course, the ones in the New York Times talking about, you know, he wants people to dedicate themselves to basketball and have time away from their family like he does and so forth. And pretty much, you know, he wants to make sure they're all on the same page to win a championship and so forth. Uh, Griffin said, quote, well, Giannis and I are on the same page. We have a great relationship so far, and he's been just pleasant to get to know. He wants to win, and I want to win, and it's that simple. So I respect him. I respect what he's accomplished in this league, and we're here together to win. So I have no problem with that. I think it's a great partnership. We're going to lead the team together. When he leads, the others will follow. I think it's great. Then they ask him about internal pressure. Absolutely not. We're here. We're aligned. We're here to win. And the one thing I talk to my team and our staff about is just embracing expectations. I have a really good roster. Instead of running from it, we want to embrace it. It just takes one day at a time, though. Yes, we want to go far and deep into April, May, and June, but it's about just one step at a time and taking care of our controllables. And it starts with practice. We want to be a really good practice team. Come in with great energy and concentration and then get ready for the first game. We're all aligned, and I think it's a good thing. The expectations are good. It's going to bring out the best of us. Uh, I will, and, and there's more to it if you want to uh, go read Jim Ozarski. I, I, I'm assuming Eric Name will probably have something on it in the athletic as well. Uh, Marzan, uh, reading that, it is a first-time head coach who is elated to be a head coach, super excited, super ready for this thing to get going, like can't wipe the smile off his face. I mean, you, I, I wasn't there, but you can just tell how excited he is to get going on this thing. Uh, and it was all very, very positive. And I think if you are a member of the Bucks ownership group, if you're John Horse, the Bucks GM, or Peter Fagan, the Bucks president, you hope that the the positive attitude and so forth uh, that he is exhibiting right now continues into the into the season, even if there are some rough times, to be able to keep that we 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 approach that he is doing right now. It's you know one team one dream kind type deal. Uh, you hope that continues into the season. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it was, I mean, it's nothing shocking or anything that's out of the ordinary with him saying this. Like, obviously, you're going to hope he comes out and says, yeah, we're on the same page and we all want to win together and all that stuff. But definitely good to hear him talk about how, you know, he's been communicating with Giannis and communicating with the guys consistently. And they do seem to be on the same page with everything. And as you said, kind of having that we mentality and just that sense of, you know, I don't know, it does seem like a little bit more of a positive vibe and it seems like a little bit more connection maybe with the players overall, which is definitely a good thing. And I think talking also just about the long term and saying, you know, yeah, we want to, you know, we we know we want to start winning right away, but it's going to be about playing into April, playing into May, playing into June and having that long term mindset rather than just the short term and just looking at winning right now, winning, winning, winning. Like, I just, I always want to hear the coach have some sense of, especially a, a you know, a first time coach where he might come in and it's like, again, you just kind of want to win as many games as possible. And it's like, with a team like this, it's, you gotta, he has to put himself in their shoes of looking at things like, okay, they don't really care that much about the regular season. They don't really care how many games they win in, you know, November, December, January. It's going to be about at the end of the year. It's going to be about playing our best at the right time. So having that long-term mindset as a first-year head coach, I think will be very important. And, you know, if he can do that and he can really focus on the stuff that is going to be important for their long-term success, it could be, it could be awesome. You know, the other thing about this too, and, and we've talked about this in the past, I think it's it's a big, big deal uh, to have Terry Stotts and Joe Prunty on this staff from guys that Prunty was an interim head coach, fine, but a longtime assistant coach in the NBA, gray hair as they like to call him. Uh, and, and Terry Stotts, I'm not sure if he had any gray hair yet, uh, but a, a longtime NBA coach with the Portland Trailblazers. Did he win a championship? No, but they were playoff teams in the Western Conference for which everybody used to tell me as a Bucks fan, the West is the best uh, and, and the East isn't. Well, he he was getting into playoffs with Damian Lillard and cast of thousands uh, in Portland year in and year out. And when Terry Stotts left, this whole thing went sideways and now they're in rebuild mode uh, in Portland. Now, can you say the same thing about his uh, time in Milwaukee as Bucks head coach? No, but that was his first head coaching job coming off of George Carl. Uh, probably didn't have as much talent as I thought he did at that time because uh, I was all over Terry Stotts the first time he was here. I was not happy with Terry Stotts as a head coach. But back now in, in these shoes... You know, when you get into the season and you get some criticism, maybe as a head coach, because you've lost two or three games in a row, or people are questioning why you're playing Brooke Lopez a certain way on defense, or people are questioning what you're doing with Giannis uh, offensively, to have those two guys as sounding boards, Nathan, uh, is going to be a big deal and kind of helping him deal with the media a little bit and how to kind of work through some of these things and work through any type of negativity that may be flowing at him or dealing with an angry a player and not losing your cool because hey man he's a former player right so he, he's got some some juice to him too and you don't need uh you know somebody losing their cool kid i think probably lost his cool throughout his time here skiles probably lost his cool throughout his time here and you want to try and maintain that balance as much as possible yeah absolutely and i think you know like you said having the players to kind of um you know, work through these things with, and as you know, there's going to be times he's getting criticism. There's going to be stuff that comes up throughout the season. And I, I think it almost helps a little bit that, you know, the way, the way things ended last year with them being so good regular season and then falling apart at the end. I think the fact that we probably aren't going to overanalyze, I say this now, but I'm sure we will in November, <laughs> December, but the fact that we might not First overanalyze, <laughs> yeah, we might not overanalyze 
the regular season so much because I think we all kind of recognize that like this doesn't really mean much. You know, you, you obviously want to be a, the highest seed you can and put yourself in good a position as you possibly can and look as good as you can. But, you know, we saw last year, it's like, it doesn't really mean that much. You know, you, you, they're, they're going to be a top four seed as long as everyone's healthy. They're going to be right there. It's just about playing your best at the end. And so that might help a little bit that we're not going to be freaking out, hopefully about every little thing in the regular season and like freaking out about losses because it's like, okay, it doesn't really matter. You know, we just won a bunch of games and lost in the first round. We can lose some games. And um, I think people, at least the casual fan, I think would, would chill a little bit on overanalyzing everything. And that could just, I like, again, I think that it could be a good situation for him to come in rather than, you know, uh, one where things might be overanalyzed a little bit more. I think we're kind of in a position where we all know that the regular season's pretty meaningless overall. The other thing that came out of uh, his little session with the media that he had, again, we're reading from the Jim Lazarski piece in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Uh, they asked him about Giannis and Middleton and their respective uh, injury situations and whether or not they're going to be ready for, for training camp and ready to go. And he didn't shy away from it. He said, they're both working hard. They're both, we expect everybody to be healthy and ready to go day one uh, of training camp. And that kicks off what beginning of October, I think for most teams that, you know, aren't traveling in the exhibition season. And, that to me is a huge deal. If you can have the, your whole roster healthy and not having to worry about resting guys because this is, is still bothering them or that's still bothering them and so forth, but ready to go in training camp and in exhibition season, that'd be a huge deal for this Bucks team. And because you got bounced so damn early, you've had all this extended rest as well. Uh, so you're not overly tired like you would be in a championship year on top of, you know, the Olympics and whatever else happened the year they won the championship. I think this all benefits the Bucks, especially early on in the season to get the work in that they need to get done. Yeah, I think that's one of the things, you know, when you look at, obviously there's not much different from years past in terms of the roster and the last couple of years, but the two big things, the two big differences are you've got the new coach, obviously, and this is the healthiest they're going to be in a couple of years here with, you know, Chris should be finally fully back to full health, like no reasons for him to be still having any nagging injuries or anything like that. Um, Giannis with full off season and everything. And Brooke was really healthy last season, but again, just having a full off season to rest should help him. And I think that's one of the things you can look to if you're, if you're asking, okay, why would this year be different? That could be one of them It's just, they are the healthiest they've been basically since they won the championship. Um, at least those main guys are. So um, I'm really excited to see, especially how like Chris looks. I think Chris is the one that um, is kind of the uh, the deciding factor here. Like if Chris looks like Chris Middleton from 2021, okay, this team is going to be a top title contender. If Chris looks like he's really lost a couple steps and is just not that same guy, we're going to need to get it from someone. Like someone else is going to have to step up or else we're probably not going to win a championship. So um, that I'm just really excited to see. And I mean, because we know what Giannis is going to give us, no matter how healthy he is or not. Like, even if he's got some nagging stuff throughout the season, he's going to put up his crazy number. He's going to be great. And same with Drew Holiday. You know what he's going to give you. He's going to give you some great offense in the regular season at times. Always amazing defense. Probably going to fall off a little bit offensively in the playoffs. Um, you know what Brooks is going to give you. But Chris is kind of the one that I, I'm I'm very interested to see. And I, I have a really good feeling. I think Chris is going to be awesome this year. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. That would be a huge deal for the Bucs if, uh, if he is awesome. Let's go on to topic number two. Uh, would you want the Bucs to sign campaign, uh, who has been around for a while? Uh, Phoenix Suns uh, letting him go, which now means he's able to sign with whoever he wants. Everybody expects uh, that he's going to sign with a contending team. Obviously, why wouldn't you want to sign with a contending team? Unless you know somebody promises him a starting point guard job. Uh, somewhere else in the league, uh, maybe not a great you know team to contend with, but a chance to go start and, and be the guy. Maybe then he takes it. I don't see that happening, so it's probably going to be a backup job somewhere. This Milwaukee Bucks basketball team is in a position where uh, they're relying on a bunch of two-way guys in order to fill their backup position uh, behind Drew Holiday uh, throughout the course of the season, a position that I personally don't want to be in. I mean, I understand you've got a lot of, you know, three young guys that are going to battle it out and maybe Ty Ty Washington steps up and is that guy at some point and you can build around him going forward. Who knows? For me, I'm not a campaign guy. Never have been. Never have liked him. Didn't haven't liked him at any point in his NBA career. Never wanted him on this team. Now I'll contradict myself. But I'd like a veteran backup point guard behind Drew Holiday at this point. Even though I'm not a big fan, uh, it's still better than going with a lot of inexperience. And, you know, if if this were to say the Packers uh, with a lot of inexperience and not high expectations, that would be different. Then fine, go with the youth and let everybody learn. I get it. But that's not what this is. This is the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. This is what the Bucks are. This is the window is shutting. We better get this done in a hurry. We got two years, essentially, until they have to make major decisions on this roster to see who's staying, who's going, what this whole thing is going to look up. You don't have time to be experimenting at this point. So, from that perspective, I want a veteran backup. And if Payne is that guy, then that's fine. Let's go. Marzian, what say you? Yeah, I mean, again, I don't I don't see why not if it's a, you know, if if we're sending him as, on a minimum deal and it's a, and he's a, last few years basically with the Suns, he's consistently kind of a 20 minute per game, 10.4 to 5 assists, um, shoots close to 40% from three, feel like he makes a lot of pretty good decisions out there and just having that playoff experience playing on a good team for a few years and kind of knowing what it takes to like come off the bench for a good team and just knowing that role and being a ball handler off the bench. That's exactly what we need. That's exactly what we need. And so I'm definitely all for it. If they can, you know, figure out a way to create a roster spot and get him. Um, absolutely. And I just, I think he'd fit in very well because again, he just, he's, he's the exact type of player you need with this team right now is just a guy that can come off the bench, handle the ball a little bit, um, you know, shoot it decently. Well, he's not a terrible defender, pass it a little bit. And again, knows that role of coming off the bench for a good team. Cause that's important too. There's some guys that, you know, you can go trade for someone that 
was starting on a horrible team. Well, it's going to be different for them to adapt to like, okay, you're, you're not going to have that same role on this team. You're going to have to be the sixth, seventh guy compared to being the second guy on the team you were on before. Like I, I'm, you know, I'm referencing basically like I'm thinking of like a Colin Sexton that people wanted. Sure. His, his role is not going to be the same here as it is where he is now. So it's, whereas campaign has kind of played this, the same role he'd, we'd want him to play here. He's played that role already with Phoenix the last couple of years. So it should be an easy thing for him to adapt to. Um, so I, I think it's great. It would be okay. great if they could do it. All right. So Ty Windish of the Eurostep podcast, who's been on our podcast before him and Rohan Kadi do a great job. Uh, he quoted Wojnarowski's uh, report earlier today and said, Bucks would have to cut someone to sign Payne to an NBA deal. So it'd be a big tax hit given they have 15 guaranteed deals on the books. Currently doubt they make a move for him uh, right now. Look, the bottom of this roster isn't good enough for me to can be concerned about cutting somebody to have a real veteran backup point guard. Well, so I want to, I want to, so I want to ask, I mean, cause I, I don't think we don't have a problem with Thanasis being on the team. We right? don't. Do you? He sucks. Of course I do. But, but, but Wait, again, and, the reality of the situation is we know he has to be because of Giannis. Yeah. Well, yes, that's basically I don't what I'm want saying. Him. Yeah. Right. That's basically what I'm saying is you're probably not cutting Thanasis. Right. Um, Robin is, campaign is better than Robin Lopez, but at the positions, I don't know. I mean, we kind of need a body to put behind Brooke Lopez at center. Agreed. Yeah. So Robin I don't stays. Robin can stay. And then you've got AJ green, Chris Livingston. Yeah. And again, which one of those, I mean, I, uh, you gave that uh, deal to Chris Livingston as a last pick in the draft. I, I, yeah, which I don't understand. Right. For the life of me, they better be right on whatever this was. I, I don't know. And clearly they love AJ green. So he earns his way onto this roster after being a two-way player last year. And I understand that. I I, I get it. But I, all I got to say to this is, if I'm cutting somebody to move on, I'm not worried about moving on from Livingston or A.J. Green. And I know a lot yeah, of you love I agree, A.J. I Green because he can shoot it. But I'm fine moving on from either one if that means bringing in a real veteran backup point guard. Can you – I don't know the rules, but can you cut a – or wave a player that you like just recently signed or that's like a rookie. Can you do that? I don't know. Uh, I know there's some, there's sometimes there's some rules of, I know there's like well, traded player December, rules. Yeah. It's like middle of December, end of December, something like that. Yeah. Uh, if you sign a free agent or something like that, you have to wait so long. Yeah. I'm horrible yeah. at the CBA. I'm be the so. first one to tell you I'm horrible at the CBA, but I my my point in all of this is a veteran backup point guard should take precedence over the second or third to last guy on the bench at this yes. point. And yep. the, the the easiest cut is the NASA's like it, it's simple. Anybody listening to the green and growing podcast right now on the Odyssey app, Rory download your favorite podcast is going to go sparky. You're damn right. Move on. We're done. It, everybody would say it, right? Everybody yep. agrees well, except Giannis. He's the only he's one that would be like, you're an idiot. He's better than you think. Sparky, leave my brother alone. Hmm, fine. Maybe you think that I don't, I think he's horrible. And I would like to see a real player on this roster that can actually help versus being a cheerleader. And that is what the NASA's is. He is a cheerleader, a good one. Don't get me wrong. He's a very good cheerleader. High energy guy. When he comes in into a game for two minutes here, three minutes there, fine. But pain is going to give you a lot more minutes, a lot more meaningful minutes in, in case of injury. What happens if Drew Holiday gets hurt? What are they going to do? What is the plan? If, if Drew Holiday, God forbid, blows something out in preseason is gone for the year. Are we done? Is that a wrap? Like, what's I mean, the plan? I mean, you're. I, we talked about this last season. We're like talking about having having the backup plan and having. The reality is, even if we had campaign, I don't think 
I think Drew Holiday missing the entire season would still basically destroy our season. Basically. I understand that, but I'm saying campaign's not there. I'm saying right now, what is their plan as an organization? If I well, went they, up to John Horst figured... and said, if Holiday gets hurt, what is the plan at point guard? What is he going to tell me? He would say a little bit more Giannis at the point, a little bit more Chris at the point. They'd sign someone, but we don't know who that would be. Um, and, and somebody's got to get cut then, right? Yeah. Oh, no, because yeah. Holiday would go on the IR. So technically, no. So you'd be fine. Yeah, but so I'm, my point is just, I look, I... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. If you, you said, yeah, yes, you're probably right. Giannis is the only person that would disagree with you about cutting Thanasis. But if Giannis disagrees, then everyone needs to disagree. Correct. We all, we all just need to do whatever Giannis wants to do. So I just don't even, like, you have to kind of eliminate that as an option a little bit. It, it's really not Absolutely. You're right. on the table. So it's just, okay, take him out of the equation. You said, you know, maybe you can keep Robin just because we're going to need a backup big at some point. Um, and then it's, it's down to A.J. Green and Chris Livingston, essentially. And Nathan, this is the thing. And again. I know I sound like a jerk. Maybe it's because I'm broadcasting from my basement. This is the thing. Giannis, you say you want to win a championship. You say it's all about winning a championship, and we all have to be on the same page to try win a championship. I'm sorry. He is not as good as what I can have as the last man on my roster. And if this is about winning a championship, your brother is not going to be a part of this. Like, I have to have a backup point guard. I'm sorry. That's how this has to be. I want to ask, would you rather have Thanasis or Chris Livingston? Livingston. Thanasis okay. is who Thanasis is. Livingston, I at think... least you have some upside and might be able to get better going forward. Athletically, he's probably more athletic than Thanasis is at this point. So, yeah, I guess I would go Livingston because unless you disagree. I mean, if you think Thanasis has a ceiling that he hasn't hit yet. No, no, he doesn't God have a bless ceiling. You. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I think – I think as a as a very last guy on the bench, I don't think it's a problem with the Nasus. I I would just be trying to move campaign into like the you know twelve thirteen spot rather than the fifteen spot and taking the Nasus out. But I know what you're. I I totally get like I I get it. I'm just I don't know. I I think when you say the Nasus, you can get a better fifteenth man than the Nasus. I don't really know if that's true because fifteenth men. Campaign is not a 15th man, is basically what I'm saying. Campaign's no, not Livingston, a 15th man. No, but the, those guys in front of the Nasses are going to slide down to the end of the bench. Now, Livingston is your 15th man uh, on the bench, or whatever the case may be. A.J. Green is your 14th man on the bench, or however, Andre Jackson, whatever. Those guys end up being at the end of your bench. But uh, in name just wrote, Eric Names wrote a piece on this uh, the other day, The Athletic, was it last week? Uh, and he was talking about all the young guys on this roster and kind of what it looks like 
from the from a future perspective is some of the young guys that, that they're going to go into the season with and how good some of these young guys are, what kind of ceiling some of these young guys have, uh, and so forth. So if being younger and more athletic and kind of building towards the future while still trying to stay in the present is a thing, then you can't move on from Livingston. You can't move on from Green uh, at this point. Thanasis does not fit into that plan. Listen, you know... I know Thanasis knows, and Giannis certainly knows that if Giannis goes somewhere, Thanasis is going with him because he's not staying here. You're no longer welcome. Have a good day, sir. It's over in Milwaukee as a Milwaukee buck. I mean, it's yeah. done. I'm sorry. It's over, Nathan Marzian. For Thanasis, the first day Giannis goes, I'm out. The next day, Thanasis is gone. See ya. Yeah, but ba- basically, all I'm saying is so I don't I sound have a like problem. a meanie now because of all. This no, I, 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 I just know. being honest. But- I, I understand. No, I and I'm I'm in the same page where like I totally get there are much better players out there than Thanasis. I totally get that he probably wouldn't be on an NBA roster if it wasn't for Giannis being his brother. But I'm just saying I don't have a problem with him as my fifteenth guy necessarily. I like I don't have a problem keeping him as the fifteenth guy and cutting either a, a Livingston or a Green to get campaign. And then you're keeping Giannis happy and you're also not really I don't I'm with you that I don't really care that much about either of those guys. I know AJ Green has a little bit of, you know, he gets some love for being a good shooter, and I know he is a good shooter, but um, I mean, I'd rather have campaign. I think he just feels a much bigger need for us when you already have basically three other AJ Greens on the roster. So I'm I'm fine keeping Thanasis if we're you know and, and cutting one of those other guys instead of like ha- like we need to cut Thanasis. It has to be Thanasis. I'm okay cutting one of those other two guys. I'm just sitting here thinking about this. Do you know who'd play point guard if something were to happen to Holland? Do you know what the answer is? Hmm? It'd be Chris. It would be Chris. no, would it? No, what not? More Chris. Mm-hmm. It'd be no. a lot more Chris. Chris ball handling. Giannis, Giannis has a screener, nope. which might actually be good. But no, the point guard's going to be Pat Connaughton. He's going to start at point. He's guard. not. The, he's no, going to run never, the offense. Yeah, watch no, my, Mark not. my. Yes. It'd be Giannis and Chris running the watch. offense. It'll be Connaughton Maybe at point guard. That's how that'll go. Throw some throw some Andre Jackson in there, your guy. Oh, oh my God. It's not my guy. I, I All I know, we've talked about Andre Jackson not being able to shoot. And again, Adrian Griffin, great developmental guy. Maybe he'll get a shot before the season starts. That would be fine. All right, one last topic here. Uh, Marzian's all excited. He wants to go Aaron Rodgers, watch Aaron Rodgers uh, play football tonight for the are New you, York Jets. Are you rooting against Rodgers completely? No. No, I, I don't. I don't hate Aaron Rodgers. I definitely don't like Aaron Rodgers, uh, but I definitely don't hate Aaron Rodgers. I really don't care what happens one way or the other. Fact of the matter on that Jets team is they're going to have the best defense in football. Cowboys look damn good, though. Uh, but more than likely, they'll have the best defense in football. Uh, so that means you're going to have every opportunity to win football games. The key is going to be whether or not he's going to get killed because of that offensive line uh, and how much he's going to trust his running backs, Brees Hall, who's unbelievable. And again, they're going to limit his carries early in the season. Uh, and then Delvin Cook, right? So if if he audibles out of running plays like he did in Green Bay to try and throw it and put himself in harm's way with a bad offensive line, uh, then it may not go as well as he wants. But if he actually allows them to run the football like they should run the football uh, at this point and not put it all on Aaron Rodgers, I think the Jets could be pretty good. If you go listen to Curd and Long, uh, the podcast I do with Ryan Horvath, Horvath made an interesting point about how he thinks Jordan Love is a better fit for this current Packers team than Rodgers would have been this year. Uh, it's an interesting point. Brian Horvath from BetMGM tonight. Go download Curd and Long uh, today. So we got sidetracked. I apologize. All right. Here, here is the uh, next topic. Uh, and this is, uh, again, something else that just, I just shake my head sometimes at what happens in sports. Uh, there is a proposal out there uh, for a rule to be put in place because we do not like uh, star players sitting in the NBA. 
Uh, and that is something that they are going to try to eliminate. And the way they're going to try and eliminate this is simply by saying you cannot rest two star players on the same evening. To which my response is, and always will be, so who's determining who a star player is? Like, is Adam Silver going to send out an uh, email to the whole league and go, these are who we consider to be star players in the NBA. Uh, and going forward, you cannot rest two of these guys if you're on the same roster uh, with him. This is from Sham Sharania, NBA Board of Governors, expected to vote this week on a new policy that a team is unable to rest two star players in the same game. Sources tell The Athletic. Many league discussions over the past one to two years have centered around star players, uh, stars playing more, curbing load management. Nathan Marzian, as I just said, and I'll say again, unless they're sending out an email determining who star players are, I don't know how you're going to be able to determine who a star player is. Is it if they've been in an all-star game that counts as a star player? Is that going to be, it's going to have to be black and white. Like this cannot be a gray area for them to go in and out of determining who's a star player and who's not at this point. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I saw something that a star player would be defined as someone who has made an all-NBA or all-star team in the last three years. So Drew Holiday is not a star. Um, no, no, he was an All Star. I always forget who made our All Star teams because I get Drew. I, Drew was an All Star. This last year. Um, yeah, last year he was an All Star. Last year he was an All Star. Yeah, right. So that means they can't rest Holiday, Middleton, and Giannis. They can't. They can't rest two of them. So that means only one of those guys can rest at a time because they have three stars on that roster. Correct. It mean yeah. It means that they yeah they have that to means have Holiday two. Middleton or Holiday and Giannis have to be playing. Two of those guys can't sit at the same time. Now, who is going to determine whether or not it's load management or whether or not somebody is hurt? Because with Giannis, you could say his knee hurts every single day of the year, and I don't know how you're going to prove to anybody that his knee doesn't hurt. Only Giannis knows if his knee hurts. Nathan Marzia, how is Adam Silver going to determine if Giannis is telling the truth about whether his knee hurts or not? See, there's going to be little loopholes with this. There's going to be that stuff that teams still find a way to work around with. Now, I think there will, it will be a little bit obvious if like, okay, they haven't been on the injury report at all. And all of a sudden, boom, they randomly come up with this soreness. Whereas you can, you know, there's other injuries where like, okay, Giannis has been dealing with a nagging injury. We can, we have a, we have a reasonable case to make that like he is actually hurt. Um, and he's not just resting. So, I think they'll have ways of kind of figuring out that and probably like looking into it. And that's where the punishments will come from as if they're like, I think, I think they'll have a little bit of like, okay, he's clearly not hurt. You're clearly resting him. You're going to get punished for it. Um, And there's also going to be the loopholes of like Jamal Murray isn't defined as a star with this. So like, you know, you can rest him and Jokic on the same night, stuff like that, where certain guys aren't, aren't considered stars by this criteria yet. Um, And, but again, I don't, I don't, it's one of those things, again, I don't think you can have a, like, like the NBA in-season tournament, I don't think you can have a problem with it because I don't see how it makes the problem any worse. It can only help, a, well, you know, I, if. I think what's going to happen is, maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm wrong, but if I was the Lakers, once we get through 
October. LeBron James has a back that's flaring up from time to time, and he's on every injury list the rest of the year. Every every day, he's on the injury list with uh, potential back spasms or whatever the case may be. You can't prove a back spasm. There's no test you could do to prove that he has a back spasm one way or the other. So LeBron James just wakes up one morning and says, oh, back's acting up this morning. I can't play today to Milwaukee. Sorry, guys. Oh, back's acting up. Can't make that trip to Detroit. Sorry. Because that's how you work around it. If, if it's going to be, he's got to be on the injury report ahead of time. Uh, then that that's going to be the easiest way to do it. You're, you're going to start listing things that you can't prove. My knee is sore. Can't prove it. Uh, back, back, back is flying up. Can't prove that either. It, it, it's, it's to me, it's way too hard to try and slow this down. I applaud the effort. Like I'm all about it. I, I don't want to see these star players. Do you remember the, how this all started? This all started involving the Bucks. I, I believe the Spurs decided they weren't sending Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker to Milwaukee the one season to play the Bucks and said, hey, it's load management. They need a rest. And all three of them didn't make the trip. And Bucks fans were livid. And that's that was, the, I believe, the first time that Popovich did that th- that year. And he did it more than just that one time that year. He did it several times that year. But it started with that Milwaukee trip. Uh, and it went sideways from that perspective. And then everybody else around the league was like, well, if Greg Popovich says we need rest, then, well, by golly, I, I need rest too. If Pop thinks Duncan needs rest, I need a rest. Uh, and that's how this whole thing kind of spiraled out of control. That's the other thing. So based on that rule, Marzian, Wemin Yama, who is going to be what, yep. top five guy in the NBA, he's going to be able to rest as much as he wants to rest him because technically he's not been in an all-star game. Yeah. But again, I mean, that could happen before too. Like it, this isn't, it's not going to create any additional problems. Um, it, I, I think like you said, I, at the very least, I just applaud the effort. I'm like, hey, they're they're at least trying to put this out there, and even just having it out there, I think, not that teams are scared, but like I think it, it puts in the minds of teams a little bit. Like, okay, like they are cracking down on this more. Same with the, um, you know, I think the whole like in season tournament thing just makes teams go, well, the whole reason they're doing this in season tournament is because they want to have the the star players play. They want to have right. people watch the star players play. So we're a little bit more inclined to play our guys on those nights that they're playing the the tournament games. Um, you know, even if it is the Hornets, like Giannis go out there, like it is the in-season tournament, whatever. And so I, I think just putting this out there and having this rule in place, even if teams, there is a little bit of a loophole, I think just it, it, it can help. It just helps teams kind of have it in their mind of like, okay, we, we're not resting Yoke or we're not resting Giannis and Chris on the same night and blah, blah, blah. Um, so it really it can only help, and I'm just I'm glad that they are at least taking steps to help this thing because it's definitely a problem. You know, it's something that needs to be addressed, and I'm I'm again I'm glad that they're at least doing something about it. He is Nathan Marzian. Follow him on Twitter, Nathan Marzian. Follow me at Sparky Radio. Of course, check out all the interviews and stuff I do over at 1250AMTheFan.com. Green Growing Podcast. Download it on Odyssey app wherever you download your favorite podcast. At we're off to watch Aaron Rodgers at the New York Jets play. Enjoy the rest of uh, your day. Toodles.